Full transparency. I understand the world better than anyone. There's sounds in the sky. The rapture is coming. Yeah. There's lizard people out there. We had a shop in Mormon when we lived in Mormon. Our family was in Mormon. Full fists are swinging by my face. I'm like, and then he would just kind of go on these little rants or tangent, tangent, whatever the word is. Nothing that's great in life is is easy, you know? Yeah. There's a nice quote that I feel like you're on your way to say. <laughs> Yeah. Crazy, man. Yeah, it's pretty wild, dude. So um, this podcast has the potential, in my mind, to be like really valuable, might be fun, good back and forth, if done the way that I have it in my head. This episode? This episode. Well, I sure hope so, because I am not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 I'm prepared in my head, but what's in my head and what comes out of my mouth are oftentimes very different. <laughs> but uh First, we should uh, just let everybody know that we're possibly going to Denver in uh, June. Hell yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. It's a long time coming. I'm nervous and excited. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. a, not quite like a, a fight feeling, but like I've I've never, so just so everybody knows, I'm, I'm a brown belt in Bang Muay Thai and I've been a brown belt for over three years and Kurt Southern, our head coach, just told me that there's a seminar in Denver, Colorado at Dwayne Ludwig's head gym and Boss Rutan's going to be there. And so he was like, we should go and try and get your black belt. So I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. So, so far it's just you, Kurt and myself. Mm -hmm. So the three of us are going to go. And I've never, I've met Dwayne. We've met Dwayne a few times. Like he's given me, I think every belt except for orange belt. I think Kurt was the one that gave both you and I the orange belt. Yeah. So we don't have a photo with Dwayne with the orange yeah. belt, but we have all the other ones. Yeah. But I've actually never like hit pads with him. I like Dwayne Ludwig. I, I think he's like maybe done a couple like demos. Like when we're kind of hitting, he'll be like, you know, maybe like, I think when we were doing the hammers the one time, maybe he held for like two seconds, maybe yeah. I kind of forget, Yeah. but I've never actually done pad sessions with him. And Kurt was like, I have a feeling he's going to really like test you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm a little nervous. Like he was like, cause last time Dwayne was talking to him, he was like, um, yeah, like we should like when people get their black belts, like we should really test them, you know, like 10 rounds on the pads. Like, hey man, 10 rounds who fights 10 rounds. Yeah. Like I'm prepared for like three threes, yeah. you know, three fives, maybe prepare for the worst hope for the best. Eh? So yeah, I'm like, I'm really trying to get my cardio up yeah. and that's a big motivation of why, um, I want to get the kettlebells and the bands, which I have been doing fucking what's up Jack city. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm just trying to get like my stamina up, my shoulder conditioning up just mm -hmm. so I'm like yeah. ready to rock. Cause I yeah. think Dwayne's going to fucking make me vomit. Yeah. He, he wouldn't give out a black belt lightly. No. Knowing him too, you know? Yeah. And I think he has in the past. Like I, I think when Kurt got his black belt, I think just because Kurt was at a seminar in, in Austin, Texas, um, I don't think the, the spotlight was on Kurt at the time, although mm -hmm. it was like he got his black belt. Yeah. It was a big seminar. And I think it, it just... He's already proved himself, yeah. right? Like Dwayne's already like worked him like crazy. He's taught at the headquarters, but like I, Dwayne hasn't seen me that much. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I think he's really going to test me. So yeah. But if fun. it is, if it is a boss routine seminar, I'm sure not all the spotlight would be on you either. You know, like there'd be a lot. I thought about that, but because we're going up early and we're, like, we're going to be going to the ah, Thursday morning right. class, Thursday night class, the Friday class, and then the seminar. I feel like he's going to be like, Hey, like stay after class. And that's going to be like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think we should definitely prepare for go sure. ready, go yeah. feeling good. Yeah. I want to be yeah. very bang Muay Thai ready. Cause right now I'm, I'm Muay Thai ready. I've been doing a lot of like traditional Muay Thai stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to shift my brain a little bit and get away from Jonathan Haggerty. Yeah. And crush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to get back. It's funny. We say like, we're not, <laughs> ready we got to get back but we're like we train all the time like you train the stand-up more than i do for sure but uh even just two days a week i need to sharpen up more than that yeah you know? yeah i think right now I'm, I'm training six times a week and i teach for hours every day mm -hmm. so that helps a lot just yeah. me teaching the bmt system totally. it helps me understand it a lot totally but yeah still i, I need to dial it in a little bit more so what's there to do in seattle because we're gonna go to seattle and then denver yeah so I like it. I think right out of the get-go, I, I thought it was badass. So Dwayne Ludwig, if you're going to get your black belt, there's a few things that he wants you to, to do. And obviously you have to work your way up the belt ranking. But one of them is you have to have a fight and have won. 
So you have to win either a Muay Thai, a kickboxing, or an MMA fight. It can be amateur, professional, but not just compete, but he wants you to win. So what if you go and you strangle the guy and submit him? You think that's still... Yeah. 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 If you're willing to put yourself on the line and, yeah. and test yourself, yeah, I, th I think he would still give it to you. If you it's know? MMA, yeah. 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 Um, the other thing is that Dwayne Ludwig is a big Bruce Lee fan, you know, even though he's Bruce Lee, from what I know, has never actually competed or fought. I think he was one of the first ones to demonstrate MMA and get shunned from traditional martial arts because he was taking the good and leaving the bad with a multiple wide variety of martial arts and formulating his own Jeet Kune Do. Mm -hmm. So I think his philosophy around martial arts is kind of what MMA was like before MMA was even MMA. Mm -hmm. I think that's what made Dwayne Ludwig such a fan of Bruce Lee. Yeah. And so to get your black belt, he wants you to go to Seattle, get a photo outside Bruce Lee's graveyard, snap a pic. And, and to me, like I play video games my whole life and like, I'm picturing like a game, like, um, like Diablo or, um, uh, like almost like the, the, the early Grand Theft Autos maybe in a way where it's like this bird's eye view. You're this little character, like on a little, on a little mission. Like you have to like more so Diablo, you'd like go to the, oh, am I boring you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever yawned on a podcast before. <laughs> but yeah, I was holding it in. I was like, I kind of got a yawn. I was like, I wonder. <laughs> oh, that's all good. Um, Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I almost picture myself as this character like having to go to like this next stage and when you go to that stage you get like extra points and then like eventually you get to the boss, Dwayne Ludwig. Yeah. So it's like that's like a little thing where you like snap a pick, I collect my points and then I go on this adventure to, to Denver. Yeah, straight up. So that's like where my brain goes with it. I'm like, I like it. Yeah. You know, you know what? I mean, for what it's worth, if we spend a few hundred extra bucks to go there, yeah. I've never been to Seattle. It'll be cool to just check out a new city we've never been to for one day. You yeah. Know? That's just so. it. It makes the memory that much cooler. Like when we're looking back, we're like, man, that was dope. Yeah. You know, one time we went to Seattle, got a photo, yeah. just like a small, like tight group of ninjas yeah. and went to Denver. Denver would be cool, man. Fuck yeah. I think this time of year too, like if we did go on a bit of a hike or we're outside, yeah. I'm sure it'd be pretty nice. Yeah. And I am definitely going to have to use a bit of stoicism. I have to like almost anticipate, I'm fully preparing myself to get my black belt. Yeah. And if I don't, I, I can't drive off a bridge and yeah. end it all. <laughs> That's the thing, right? There's no guarantees with this. No. You're, you've put in the time, your skills are there, but at the end of the day, it's not like you just go in to guarantee. It's out of my control. Yeah. Like I, I have to, yeah. I have to do what I can here and do what I can to control it. And like, yeah, be in the best shape possible, show up, work my ass off and, and let the chips fall where they may. Why I think you're going to get it is because you've molded your life around this, you know, like with the teaching, with the van life, it's not just like you train lots and you fight and you coach. It, it's, it's more than that. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, yeah. it's just a matter of time, a matter of getting our asses up there. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Me um, too. so that, that's kind of like a nice little, um, segue into the list that we're going to dive into. Um, so I'm going to talk about the list and then I'm going to talk about what inspired this list. So the list today is five ways to improve your relationship with social media. So the reason this kind of like came to my head this week and I was thinking about it quite a bit was that let's take Kurt Southern, for example, my mentor, our head coach, somebody I look up to dearly. Like I've, he's, he's awesome. I love him. You know, I've been training under him for what, eight years now? We've been training under him close. Just yeah, over seven. Yeah. Something like that. February, 2015. Okay. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Southern, two-time national wrestling champ, brown belt in jiu-jitsu. He's had about 20 professional fights, black belt in bang Muay Thai. Everyone at the gym loves him, respects him, like the man, mm -hmm. successful guy, mm -hmm. right? Well-accomplished guy. Seems happy. Yeah. Seems like he's living, living his dream, right? He was able to quit his, his job of like doing a labor intensive job and, and make martial arts his full-time job. Mm -hmm. He was talking to me about the feelings that he had when he made a post, I believe I'm trying to remember the post, whether it was maybe me or one of the students, but he made a post on social media and Dwayne Ludwig didn't like it. Nor did he share it. And he was tagged. Dwayne was tagged in it. Dwayne was tagged in it. Yeah. 
and nothing. Didn't get a like, didn't get a share, didn't get a comment. And that's Kurt's mentor, guy that he looks up to. Kurt, this full-grown man, well-accomplished guy, it affected his, his mood and it, it kind of bummed him out. And he said to me, Kurt was like, man, now I understand like the, the mental effects of social media. <laughs> like, bro, he's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm almost 40. <laughs> like I've been in the ring with other guys, other killers and like knocked them out and like got my hand raised. Like I've, I've done a lot of shit in this sport and here I am have, getting kind of sad like a borderline depressed because someone didn't like my post. And then we, I started thinking like, oh, if that happens to him, what is happening to like a young, a young kid who's a little bit insecure who goes online and makes a post and nobody likes it or somebody comments and been like, you're a fucking loser. Or like some girl posts something and somebody's like, you're fat or whatever, like just, they're not getting the engagement they hoped. What's happening to those people who haven't accomplished what a Kurt has and haven't developed as an adult yet? I'm like, man, this is like, this is a serious problem. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's something that isn't getting talked about that much. And so I got like a list of things that I'm hoping is going to kind of like help people navigate a better relationship including me Mm -hmm. i'm not innocent in this at all i'll post something and it doesn't get the engagement i want and i have to like fight it tooth and nail to not be like a sad bitch and be like was it something maybe like the picture sucks like maybe my caption was shitty and i you just start thinking like maybe i suck maybe people don't like me that much anymore maybe like is it instagram like you start just questioning and doubting yourself so again, I can only imagine the impact it's having on just other people that already struggle with mental health. Maybe they don't have that many friends. Maybe they don't have that many accomplishments and yet they're on social media posting and they're just going to get like more depressed. And so that's why I made this list. Do, do you know what it should be? The post should be the end goal. Once you hit share, that should be the end goal. Mm. But to us, the end goal is how people react and respond to it, Right. right. And that's where it's detrimental. And that's, I remember something Gary Vaynerchuk always said is, um, you know, do, do things without any expectations. Right. Like if you give somebody, borrow a friend money or, or not borrow, give a friend some money to help them out. Or if you, mm, right. you know, you, you do all this stuff for your client, like don't expect them to give it back to you. Right. And just keep that mindset of like, do good. And don't expect anything. And that's kind of how it should be with posting. Right. Like even if nobody likes it, it's like, well, I wanted to make the post and I did. Yeah. Finished. But again. And so that, so I was watching some Ted talks and on that point, this girl said, it's not what someone knows. It's how the brain works. We know Mm. that. We know what you just said. Yeah. But that's not how the brain works. So we, we all inherently know that we're like diving into this rabbit hole of what is gonna cause probably more heartache and more trauma to us in the long run. And yet we just keep going. You're just on a conveyor belt moving towards a fiery pit and it's about to drop off and we're like, I'll be just fine, I'm fine. Like, you know, like I'm not gonna fall off this cliff. It's like, you might, you probably are if you keep going. So, but unless we have like better tools and better understanding of how to like navigate social media. Yeah. So that's kind of what this, this stemmed from. And and another example, bro, just recently, and I hope I'm not like, um, yeah, I'm not throwing these people under the bus. I think this happens to everybody. And I know what kind of happened to you, the similar thing. You remember when like the one day, like usually you're my go-to guy, like 99% of the time in the evening, you're my training partner. You have been for eight years. Mm -hmm. The one day you didn't show up, I'm training with Lucas. Kurt decides to film something. Kurt posts it. Dwayne reshares it, reposts it on his main page. And I remember you being like, fuck, like, kind of <laughs> like you texted me or something, or maybe you said it in person, but you're kind of like, fuck, like the one day I missed class. And like, it might have not have like affected you that bad, but just this week, same thing happened to Shooter. It's Monday, punch through lunch class. We normally train at noon together, but Chris was in, they're both purple belts. They came in at the same time. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'll just train with Chris. We hit some pads, Kurt films it, posts it. Dwayne Ludwig reposted on his page. Shooter said it kind of like fucked him up a little bit. He was kind of like, damn, 
like he kind of like he really had to like fight it being like it's okay like it's okay <sighs> like he's an engineer <laughs> he's a smart educated guy yeah you know yeah. and yet it, it affects us yeah so that's why i wanted to get into this yeah all right you ready yes sir <laughs> yeah it's powerful shit man it is it is like when that when that happened it, it, it didn't really affect me like it was more of like a ah oh, right Right. That's what you get when you don't show up, bitch. That right. was kind of my thought. Right. But it like it is what it is type of a thing. But yeah. But yeah, yeah, I hear you. Right. <laughs> yeah, and again, everybody like handles it differently. And I think the the more, you know, maybe grounded you are, the the better. But when you think about all the people that actually use this app and how many like kids use it that aren't grounded, that don't know themselves, that don't have accomplishments to, to really like hang on to and build internal confidence with, they're getting their confidence online. Mm -hmm. So if somebody doesn't repost, like, comment, they're like, oh, I must be a piece of shit. That's the only answer. Do you know what's kind of a shame before you get into this? Yeah. There's probably so many people out there... <clears throat> who have amazing things to share on social media, mm. but they're scared that they won't get much of a response to it. Right. Like they're scared of that fear of like, oh, what if nobody likes it? And right. Stuff. So they never put it out there. Yeah. And it's like, man, what yeah. if? How many like gifts, like silent gifts are just yeah. sitting there, you yeah. know, like in the ether, nobody yeah. gets to see it or experience it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to double check. <laughs> okay. So, Again, five ways to improve your relationship with social media. Number one, admire, but don't mimic. So I think we, a lot of the time, see someone that we maybe look up to or we think is like doing shit that we want to do and we tend to like mimic their behavior and mimic exactly what they do. And in certain stages, I, I think that's okay to mimic a little bit. But it almost goes to the point where you kind of lose yourself and who you are and you try to be someone else. Mm -hmm. When that person you looked up to, they were genuine and authentic. Most people that make it through that, that and they're outliers and they make it on social media, they become these big influencers. Mm -hmm. They did it because they were genuine. They had a thing in their head and they just kind of followed through with what their heart was like telling them to do. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good to admire someone, but don't just mimic them. And do you think that everybody on this planet has a gift to offer the world? I don't know if I'd refer to it as a gift, but I think we all are unique in our own way. Yeah. You know, like even the DNA code, like there's nobody that has your fingerprint. Right. Period. Yeah. So I, I, I think that there are, I think each person has a gift, but some of them larger than others. Yeah. Like some people, your gift might be like... Maybe you smile a lot and you brighten the day of a few people throughout yeah. your life, right? Or maybe like, you're like just a great listener. Yeah. Like people feel like they can open up to you. Right. So like I, I think that we all have that gift or that ability to make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that we can discover our own gift when all you're doing is living out someone else's gifts and trying to become them. Yeah. Right. And trying to mimic them. Yeah. So I feel like, like you said, with the DNA code, it's like, Nobody is as good as being you as you are. Mm -hmm, exactly. So, so to really like discover that gift, I think you just have to be yourself and quit mimicking other people so much to the point where mm -hmm. you're, you're not even yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. You become like this chameleon and just attach yourself to these people that you, you try to mimic. So admire them and be inspired by them. Yeah. But be true to who you are. Yeah. And, and it's almost kind of like that Jeet Kune Do thing that you mentioned earlier. You could, you could be inspired by different people and look up to different people. And maybe you take a bit of their like style. Like maybe you like a rapper or like Lil Wayne and like you want to like grow some dreads or something, right. you know, you take little pieces, but make it your own. Yeah. You know? I, we were talking about this. I don't even know if it's on the podcast or not, but like Robert Greene, you know, I think yeah. we're both reading the same book. He's taught, he, I think he talked about that a few times where mm, when you mentor. have a, yeah, when you have a mentor, like the idea is to eventually detach from that mentor, but to uh, detach from the mentor, you have to be yourself and to have your own flavor. Otherwise you're the same thing as the mentor and you have no other extra value than the mentor. The mentor taught you everything, but you're the same thing as the mentor to give it your own flavor and to add extra value, you have to add your own shit, your own flavor. Mm -hmm. So I, I tried to do that with, you know, like Kurt's done that with Dwayne Ludwig, like Kurt with his heavy wrestling background, 
Yeah. I think he was able to take that striking and, and add it like with his MMA classes, bro, they're phenomenal. Yeah. So applicable. Like, like just the positions you get in, they happen just every single UFC card. You will see those positions. And then we, we just, we drill the exact same thing on the mats. Yeah. You know, he has that understanding of MMA and mixing strikes with wrestling because of his background. hundred percent. I'm tall and skinny. I'm a little bit thinner. So my striking style is going to be a little bit different. So as I've been teaching BMT, I'm also adding my own flavor. Yeah. So that by the time I detach from my mentor and do my own thing, I, I've already, I'm kind of becoming my own person. Exactly. So yeah, number one, admire, but don't mimic. Mm -hmm. Number two, admitting it's a drug. So I was here, I was looking at this video and uh, first of all, I think admitting, like they always talk about like drug addicts. The first step of healing is admitting. Yeah. Right. Social media, every time you're on there, it's producing dopamine. The same kind of dopamine when you gamble, when you drink, when you smoke, when you do drugs. It's the same thing. Apparently, there's a new type of engineer that's engineering and designing these apps. They're called attention engineers. They're so like... How do you cultivate someone's attention? How you... Like the best possible way to grab your attention and hold it. And so they just, they want to keep you there. So let's say you're having a bad day. You're sad. A lot of people will hit the bottle. They'll grab cocaine. They'll grab a drug. They'll, they'll, they'll watch porn. They'll do whatever. Watch Netflix. They want these dopamine hits. A lot of people now flip their phone and they'll just scroll through the phone. But if you don't admit that it is like a drug, sometimes you almost like don't take it quite as serious and you kind of like push it aside. Like I'm fine. Like I'm chilling. All of a sudden, 12 hours goes by or you're not sleeping well anymore and you're just like super addicted to your phone. Like again, right now, everyone listening, get in your vehicle and, and go drive somewhere and go hang out for a few hours. Leave your phone at home. Tell me how many times you check your, your pocket. Tell me how many times you fucking try to grab that thing. And tell me how anxious you are to get back home. Yeah. Like me included again when I'm talking about this shit like I'm not saying like I'm all high and mighty like I never fucking check my phone Bro, I've woken up at 4 a.m. Before and the first thought that comes to my mind is Instagram. I Will wake up Open my eyes and I'm like DMs Instagram. What am I gonna make for content? <laughs> like bro, I'm yeah. like a fucking junkie. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I, I think like and again These might not be wrong. I'm just like these I just made this list because I'm like I I think this is fucking good. I think yeah. this is good shit. So again, number two, admitting it's a drug. Well, you know, and it's, you know, you get that dopamine rush that, so dope, dopamine, I was just reading this in that uh, 5am club book. Mm. Dopamine is like the motivation drug mm -hmm. and serotonin is, is like the happiness balance kind of a thing. But yeah. do you get serotonin and dopamine from, from like checking and seeing likes and stuff? Do you, do you recall? I highly doubt it. Something tells me that you probably don't get a whole lot of serotonin. Yeah. More dopamine. Yeah. More of a dopamine hit. I mean, I mean like if you scroll Instagram for an hour, do you, do you feel happy well, and fulfilled after? I guess here's what I'm getting to is you definitely feel depleted after. Right. I mean, my girl, were talking about that this morning. It's like, if you're in a bit of a depressed state, there's likely a direct correlation that maybe you've been spending a, a little too much time consuming on social mm. media. Yeah. You know, it's like the more you sit around and just look at your phone and like, oh fuck, 15 right. minutes went by, the shittier you feel. But, and yet you'll still do it. So that tells me that you're, you're producing dopamine because yeah. it's like, it, it, it's like the same drug, like an addictive behavior would have, yeah. but yet you don't feel the good effects after. So like you feel dopamine when you do a Muay Thai class, I felt fucking great after. Yeah. I just finished one now. I felt like I walked outside. I'm like, God damn, life's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't feel that when I scroll Instagram. Yeah. I'll have moments of it. Like I'll see some like, oh, that's inspiring. Like we, we I know you saw Dwayne Ludwig's post, like five books that like really yeah. impacted his life. I was like, oh, sweet. Like those are dope books. Yeah. I haven't read the Bible, but dope books. Yeah. It was kind of like I felt good reading that. But it's like you keep scrolling and all of oh, a sudden, yeah. it, you, like you said, you feel drained and a little yeah. depleted. You, you definitely feel worse when it's done. It's like you get that rush, you put it away and you're like, ah, oh, I could have spent that last 10 minutes better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> so yeah, number two, admitting it's a drug. Straight up. All right. Number three, create more than you consume. That's a big one. It's a big one. You remember Denzel Washington? In, uh, Absolutely. Fuck, he's the man, eh? He's the man. In American Gangster? 
Oh man, it's a good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Does he uh, does he use his product? Does he use his product? He's he's a he's selling coke, right? Sell or selling crack? I don't remember. The only thing I remember is the one scene where he shoots the guy in broad daylight. In the oh yeah, because all I remember from yeah, the he's movie. having he's having like a like lunch <laughs> at a diner with his brothers, and he sees the guy, he just walks out, and he's like fifteen percent or whatever, and just shoots him in the head. The guy's like, "You won't shoot me in public, or right?" Whatever. He just pulls it out, right? So, anyways, Denzel Washington in that movie, he's uh, he sells like crack cocaine, doesn't touch the product, but he has a bunch of junkies around him taking his product. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't have Facebook. Mm. He doesn't consume his own product. Interesting. Why do you think that is? He has a deep understanding of what that does for the long term. Some of the people who created the vaccine don't want to vaccine their own family members. There was like 50 to 60% of those people and those, those, some of those companies that didn't take it. So like, again, like it, I don't know if that's the same or different, but when you look at like, I'm just picturing, yeah, like a Denzel, a Mark Zuckerberg, a lot of these people that make these highly addictive products, they know not to touch them. Because they know it's not what you know, it's, it's, it's how your brain works. So if you don't even touch it, you don't get roped into that, that cycle. So yeah, create more than you consume. Yeah. I think that we have like a gift as humans to create. Like any kind of art, whether that's martial arts, painting, music, conversations, books, whatever it is. I feel like, like uh, creating like you know, positive human connections with other people. I think we have this ability to like create. And I think once you start to consume way more than you create, you almost become like a junkie in ways. Again, like whether that's like on Netflix, like you're just consuming so much like TV, you're getting all these outside information and never creating outwards. Mm -hmm. Like things aren't coming out of you. You're just gathering all this shit. And it almost like suppresses your ability to like create. Exactly. Definitely suppresses your creativity. Yeah. And, and And it's a tool, you know, it's, you can build a house with a hammer or you can beat yourself over the head till you're dead with the hammer. Yeah. You can drink water to save your life and hydrate yourself or you can drown your organs and kill yourself with yep. water. So when you were talking the other week about sometimes when you make a well thought out post with a big description, it feels good to post that and get it out there. Mm-hmm. Now with the tool of Instagram or social media as a whole, if you are scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through your feed and then you go to the main page and you scroll, you scroll, you're looking through random shit. When you set your phone down after 10 minutes, you feel like shit. Right. But if you make a nice thoughtful post, you don't necessarily feel like shit. Right. But it's funny you say that. So that, that stoic post, I'm going to let everybody know that was one of the worst engagement posts I've ever made in the last three years. And that affected me a little bit. I had to question, I'm like, oh, maybe it wasn't that well written. Like maybe the photo sucked. I was trying to connect like why, why that one did so bad. Like usually when I post like a van life thing, it'll be like, you know, around like two, let's say 200 likes. Like I've, it's been from 300 to like 150. That one like did horrible. And so I had to like question, but then I, so then I went back to like, do I like the post? Like, do, did I, do I feel like I wrote the best that I could? And did I explain what was in my head about stoicism and what I thought was a misconception about it? Yeah, I did. And then I stopped worrying about it, hmm. but I had to check myself. Hmm. I'm like, okay, like I started thinking about like why people didn't like it and this and that. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. do I like it? Do I think it was a good post? Like I, I, I put, I fucking put some time into that. Mm-hmm. I really like had these ideas in my head. I wrote it out as best as I could, tried to take a nice photo. I posted it. That's, that's on you. If you don't like it, that's on you, not me. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I like what I posted. So then I, I, I just forgot about it. Good. But for a moment there, I'm kind of like, shit, like that sucks. See, and again, like we, what we talked about earlier, the, the, the finale should be when you press share. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. And that's you know, it. Not gauging what, what people think. But yeah. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, number three, create more than you consume. Mm-hmm. Number four, don't compare yourself. I think that's the, the obvious one. But I'm going to say a few examples as to maybe why. So like for me, you know, like let's take like a George St. Pierre, you know, you see like a world champion on social media and you're like, fuck, like what a life. He's making millions of dollars. He's this UFC champion. I want that life. What, a, what an amazing life. Mm-hmm. You have to be brutally honest with yourself 
and your work ethic and what you're willing to do to live like him. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea what a guy like that has sacrificed to be a UFC champion and a multimillionaire and a prize fighter and someone the world look ups to? Do you have any idea the kind of work ethic that goes behind that? I have to be honest with myself. I don't have that work ethic. I don't have that same kind of drive. I don't think I actually want that life. I admire it, but I, I don't want, that's not a life for me. Mm-hmm. In admitting that, that doesn't mean I can't have a beautiful, amazing life through martial arts. Mm-hmm. I can own my own gym one day. I can teach a few people online and I can inspire people to like do martial arts and I can, I can help them with technique and I can make people feel better through martial arts. But I might not be a world champion UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. I don't have the work ethic. But comparing yourself to some of these people, like you have to really understand the work that goes behind it. And sometimes you see like this, this influencer online, like some hot model and you're like, oh, like I wish I could be her. You don't fucking know what she's going through. Maybe she has an eating disorder. Maybe she's super depressed. Like I, I was watching this video before doing this, this thing. And this guy was talking about a lot of the people that have committed suicide um, because of social media. They looked at their social media smiles all around friends everywhere they're going out for food and drinks they're driving decent cars they look like they're having a good old time they look happy and when you compare yourself to these people you don't know what the fuck is actually happening behind the scenes you're seeing a highlight reel mm-hmm. like look at um who is the comedian a person that everybody loved um robin williams smiling making the world laugh And you see him from your screen and you're like, what a life. Like that guy just makes people laugh. Like I love that guy. He's so like uh, attractive in a way that you just get compelled to like listen to him. He's funny. People love funny people. Killed himself. You don't know what's actually going on behind the scenes and like comparing yourself to these people. It's fucking dangerous, man. Even like Anthony Bourdain. He's got this show. He's living the life. Traveling trying all this food. He gets into jujitsu in his fifties. He's competing. He's got shredded abs. Yeah. He's just, he seems like a happy go lucky guy until you hear that he can commit suicide. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Like, and that's what Dave Chappelle kicked off his special with that. Right. Or close to, yeah, he was talking about, he said exactly what you just said. And he was saying how like, here's Anthony Bourdain making uh, millions of right. dollars. He's <laughs> traveling the world. He's tasting the finest food. He's meeting the coolest people in the world. And he killed himself. And what do you do? You work in an office making 50 grand a year. Why haven't you killed yourself yet? Like that was kind of the joke. But he was like, that's, it just shows you like what you do doesn't have anything to do with how happy you are. Like you could be a millionaire. You could be smiling all the time and just have this amazing life and still not be fulfilled and happy and take your own life. Mm -hmm. And so like comparing yourself it's a nasty one, man. Yeah. It's it's scary. Yeah. Don't do it. Compare, <laughs> comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. Theodore yeah. Roosevelt. Is that who it is? Yeah. Who is that again? Is he a president? I don't know. <laughs> I picture a guy with those uh, those curly, like, white... Uh, yeah. Like a, like a judge? <laughs> I don't know why. He was probably in that era. I feel like he was in that era for sure. Old Teddy R. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I think that was it that I wanted to say on that one. Don't compare yourself. Uh, Number five, clear goals as to why you are on the app. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about some, I literally just thought about this on my way here. Not that, that, that part, but just what I'm about to say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Clear goals as to why you're on the app. So when I first started social media, I I just kind of wanted to like document my journey and I kind of had like a bit of a purpose where I'm like, this is a unique lifestyle, like the van life in Saskatchewan. I I wanted to share it with people. At first I didn't, but once I committed that I wanted to do that, it was really fun for me. I really enjoyed it. My purpose was to show a unique lifestyle and to show that you could do a different lifestyle in Saskatchewan and and be okay and, and be fine and be happy and be fulfilled. And I was, and I was enjoying it. But after a while I was kind of like, all right, people have seen this show. Like I, I didn't really... I didn't really know why I was posting all this van life stuff still. Yeah. And I wasn't getting the same kind of fulfillment and joy from it. My goal got blurred and I didn't really have it anymore. 
Then I went on TikTok and same thing. I started doing van life and then I went to like doing dances and my goal was just to like get as good as I could at doing shuffle step. And then I, I kind of had a redefined goal and it was really enjoyable, mm-hmm. but then that burnt out as well. I kind of was like, okay, like what am I doing? I'm trying to be a professional dancer. Like there's, there, ha- there needs to be like some kind of end goal here. Like, I don't know what, why exactly I'm doing it at first. It was fun. Now I'm kind of like, what am I doing? <laughs> But the, the most fun that I've had so far on social media is when I started my martial arts TikTok page. My goal was to help people understand martial arts better and show good technique, explain things, make the odd trolling video, maybe make some laugh and troll a few people. But I had the goal of eventually building people's trust so much that I could throw a right hook, jab, 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 right hook and eventually go online and earn money doing it. Mm-hmm. I had like a clear goal of why I was doing martial arts on TikTok. Yeah. So like when I go on that TikTok page, I get very little shitty feelings or doubt or question. I don't, it's awesome, I really do enjoy it. It's a very fun creative process for me, but my goal is clear. Yeah. I know that I'm only posting martial art content. Somebody, they're like, they, I did, made a video about martial arts and they saw my book, so hey, do like a book thing. The only book thing I did was I grabbed my martial art book and I talked about that. And then I literally said, Mm. I was like, I'm not, I don't do anything about martial arts content on here. Mm. And I just, I'm very strict with that. Yeah. I will talk about anything martial art related. It's like anything, just having a why, having a purpose, right? Exactly. I can tell you quite honestly, like besides the podcast, if I was, if I didn't do real estate, if I wasn't in business like this, at this point, I probably, I don't think I'd want to have social media, like mm-hmm. at all. If I was single, then yeah, you know, it's a good way to put yourself out there. It's a great way to meet people. Yeah. But being in a relationship, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I just, it doesn't seem necessary to me yeah. to just, but, but, you know, obviously again for business, like it, 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 it pays dividends, you know? So I'm glad you brought that up. So now that we're done the list, I wanted to talk about that as well. Like, like you said, it, it is a tool just like a hammer, right? You can fucking kill somebody with a hammer. Mm-hmm. And you build an awesome house. Mm-hmm. It's a tool. And that's why I like having this list. Like I'm, I'm hoping people maybe like help understand a little bit better. Maybe like some of these ideas helped kind of like, maybe they will go on social media, but with a clear goal and use it as more of a tool than just like a meanless thing of just posting selfies and looking for engagement and scrolling and consuming and consuming. It is a tool. It's a promotional tool. You can like you can make more money on social media. Exactly. And it was funny hearing like Logan Paul and, and Mike Malik and George Janko. So like they, actually a big part of this it was inspired by their conversation. And it was funny because the one they were like uh, Mike Malik, he's former like drug addict, he wrote a book. I, I actually enjoy him, but he was he was like social media is, is brutal, it's destroying the world. You know, and he's going on this rant and sometimes he just flows and blah, blah, blah. And then Logan Paul or George Janko, they're like, yeah, but like we've all made millions of dollars from social media. Yeah. And then he kind of like laughed and he's like, yeah. But then they're like, but we're outliers. Yeah. We're outliers. And that's why, like, I think it's important to know that, like, it's almost like me with what I was saying with George St. Pierre, right? Like you see these people online making millions. There are some outliers out there. Do you have any idea how much work and thought and sacrifice those three that I just mentioned did to become millionaires on social media? You know how fucking hard it is to like grow your YouTube page and to generate that kind of money and make a life out of it? You got to go all in. All the fuck in. Yeah, it's a full-time job. Yeah. And also there's a bit of luck shaking in there. When those yeah. guys got into it, and right. I'm sure they would admit this too, just the timing of everything being so new still, like yeah. they, they just were early adapters. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I was going to ask you if I just say social media, good or bad, what do you feel? But then I was, I kind of answered it myself. Like it's not good or bad. It just is. Yeah. It just is. That's just it. Like I, I would like for me personally, my experience with social media has been more good than bad. I've had bad moments where I'm like questioning myself. I'm wondering if like maybe people don't like me if I like get a bad post um, you know, maybe like, where's my creativity? Like, am I just losing it? Like I've, I've had like some bad thoughts and I've scrolled way too much, you know, like I've done all the things that I've talked about on here. Yeah. Right. But overall, 
I think what I have been good at is creating more than consuming. You know, like I, I love filming my 6am crew. I like filming my private lessons and chopping up a quick video and just posting it. You know, I get a lot of messages, people being like, fuck, like that's dope. Like one day I'm going to come to the gym mm -hmm. and it's okay if they don't, it might take them a year, right? Like I, I get messages like that where it's like, I can tell people want to train when I post these videos, they'll like them, they'll send me messages and maybe a year later they actually show up. But I think I've done a good job of that. And that, so I think overall I've had more fun and gotten more benefit from social media. So like in my mind, it's good, but I know the bad that it does as well. I remember we all got Facebook. Like I was, I guess we were, I don't know if we were, we were out of high school. Hey, when Facebook came around, I feel like I was in college when, when we got Facebook. Um, yeah. Cause like, yeah, right when we were like, when I was in like grade 11, 12, it was, I think, I feel like it was still MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. Like Nexopia. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it, initially it was this, just a way to like meet people and Hey, befriend this person, befriend and post your life a bit. And MSN too. Yeah. MSN messenger. Yeah. And you could have like a big long sentence as your name. I remember that. I don't remember. Like I remember somebody had like a like line of like a rap song is like their name. <laughs> but um, but do you know what it's been like for the last several years? Obviously, it's been a tool for my real estate for business. Yeah. But what social media has mostly been for me, if I'm thinking about it and being honest, is just like building relationships mm. and even just meeting people, like dating app style. Yeah. My girlfriend right now, she lives with me. I met her all through social media. Met her through Instagram. Mm, the DMs. Um any other girl I've seen in the last decade <laughs> yeah. for the most part has been through Instagram. It's an unintentional dating app. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's social media that a lot of people use for meeting significant others or, and I think that's what Mark Zuckerberg's intention was until he turned into a lizard yeah. shape-shifting and <laughs> yeah. sent our information to the CIA. Yeah. Maybe he'll get more humbled <laughs> soon because I heard apparently he started jujitsu. Oh really? Lex Friedman was talking about oh, that. Oh shit. Yeah. That'd be cool. Could you imagine that? That'd be pretty wild, man. Yeah, if he did, like, just turn into, like, a good person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Goddamn reptile. Yeah, guy, man. Huh. That's wild. Yeah. Well. Got anything else? That's it, buddy. <laughs> How long are we at? I keep, I don't know, probably, like, 40 minutes. I came to the dance very unprepared today. I'm trying to think what we got coming up here. Well, that's it, man. The, uh, that's that's all I had. I just, yeah. Again, I, I think it came out okay. I definitely talked way too much again. I don't think you did. You're the one I with did. the list. You're you're supposed to talk more when you have the list. All right. Well, I guess I'll talk more on every part. Maybe I'll leave it up to you one day. Yeah. When you have like a less busy week, I'm like, you come up with a goddamn list. <clears throat> See, I need to do that. I need to make my weeks less busy and. I still haven't had my day off social media. I was hoping to do that. Oh that, yeah. It would have been good to do it for this one. Hey, drug addict. I should, before, I should make it a, a statement to do that before next week's episode. Take yeah. one day off social media. Yeah. Oh, that's something we can talk about. Um, just, yeah. How many days in am I with the no weed? Oh, I wanted to ask you about that too. What are you, two weeks? I feel like, um, I feel like I'm a little bit longer than two weeks. I yeah, I feel like I'm in the high teens right now. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not I'm getting yeah probably two and a half weeks. <clears throat> so speaking of drugs and addiction, would you and and you said with social media that one of those it's um it's important to admit that it's a drug. Right. How do you feel about weed? Like how do you feel about the addictive properties? Do you know what's interesting, man? I actually thought about this when I got out of the shower today. I I got out of the shower and I'm like, I don't feel anything different yeah. and i was like i've heard people say that it's it's not chemically addictive it's more psychologically addictive i don't feel it i don't feel anything i i'm i'm sleeping the same i'm still munching at night so maybe the weed is just coursing through my veins from 12 years of use <laughs> like i don't know like but i like if i'm being super honest and I've been writing in my journal as much as I can and really kind of thinking about it because I wanted to know. I wanted to know, like, am I more productive? Am I, do I get bitter? Am I happier? Am I more angry? Um, are my training sessions better? Like any kind of difference, like what, what's happening? And man, so far it's been very minimal. Like sometimes it's one of those things where you take like a supplement and you're like, I think it's working, but I don't really know. Yeah. Like that's what it is to me. 
so yeah so far i feel like it's there's not a whole lot of addictive for me personally i'm sure other people are different do you just feel the same but you're just almost like ah it'd be fun to take a little hit right now yeah like <laughs> yeah sometimes i'm just kind of like you know it, it was just like a nice ritual i think humans like ritual and that that was my ritual for so many years it's like at <clears> nighttime <throat> i would take a puff or two and just kind of like put a podcast on and just chill and, and you now know i do the same thing but without the puff yeah and you know, it's almost like we've talked about before, it feels better when you earn things. It's like that hour of Netflix at night feels awesome. When you were up at 6 a.m. and you read, you meditated, you worked, you helped people, you did all your shit, and then you can relax and enjoy it. It's kind of like that with weed too. You know, at the end of the night, it's like, it's like I have no guilt. Like I'm taking a puff and I'm in, this last hour before I go to bed is me time. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Yeah. You know? I get up at 4 a.m. though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I said 6. I was like, this guy's like, you fucking lazy prick. <laughs> Sleeping in. But, um... Yeah, no, for sure, though. Yeah. How have your dreams been? Have you noticed a difference there? That's that. That's what I thought was going to happen. I, I was like, I bet I'll dream a lot more. Yeah. And so far, I've, I know I've had two dreams, but I don't remember them at all. Yeah. And so I don't, that doesn't, don't think that counts. Yeah. I just wake up being like, holy shit, what happened? And I'm like, what the fuck did happen? Yeah. I don't know. And it goes then it's away gone. so fast. You know what? When I took six weeks off weed there in 2017, I um, the only thing I could really notice difference. I, again, it was easy. I felt the same. You know, um, I was just like, "Fuck it!" You know, I'm about to like watch a comedy special. It's Saturday night. Like, it'd be fun to smoke a joint. Yeah. You're just like, I guess not. Right. But I I don't know. I just felt like um, I felt pretty clear in the evenings. You know, like instead of just zoning out and like eating and maybe watching something before bed. I found myself maybe writing a little more or like picking up a book a little more or maybe just contemplating the day or thinking ahead. Mm. Just I felt like really clear and sharp at night. Right. But there's something to that balance that weed brings too when it allows you to shut off better yeah. because maybe it's not good to be contemplating and thinking too much at night. It's like shut off, unwind, right? just kind of gorge and then wake up at 4am fresh right. the next day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Right. Like, yeah, sometimes I feel like, um, we always want to be like more productive, but at like 10 PM, like, do you want to be more productive? Like, what are you going to fucking write a book? Like, yeah. like it's time to go to bed, yeah. chill out, like, sh like shut her down. Let's be honest. We used to smoke a lot of fucking weed. Yeah. <laughs> when we came, so Jesse and I never smoked weed through high school, maybe in like grade 11, 12, like once or twice a year, the odd time we'd kind of, yeah. so you never did. I did a couple times, but when I was 19, you're 20, or maybe I was, yeah, I was probably 19, you're 20. We kind of started around the same time. Right. And, um, we weren't that heavy. It was, I don't know. I, I remember we'd watch fights and you and me would do our thing and like get a little high. But when I like went to college, and like met Justin and then when I came back and we were like in our early 20s and traveling like we smoked a lot of weed I used to wake and bake and like yeah every day was was wake and bake and then when the high died down I'd get high again and then again and again and again <laughs> I when I, we lived in Rutherford that was like my peak high yeah. performance <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! Because man, like the we, song bong. Yeah, yeah. We would so peak high performance. Oh my god! <laughs> there was like I did. You lived there for a little while, yeah. but like at a at a point, there was like four of us living there. We all worked in Lloydminster pouring concrete in the summer, and on the winter time, we go on EI. We had a gym in the basement and an Xbox playing Call of Duty and Halo. You think we left the house? <laughs> like we would just stock up on groceries. We'd wake up, take a bong rip or a hash hoot because little Kyle was there, and then we would just like. <laughs> We were just fucking throwing people, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> fucking 10 years ago. Um, and then we would just like, yeah, we would work out and then we would play video games for hours because we were all on EI and we thought we earned it. We're working 12 hour days in the summertime pouring concrete. We've earned this shit. Man, we looked for any excuse to get high. Like before we left to us, like I didn't go with you, but before we left to Australia, we had to get up at like 3 a.m. to go to the airport for... 3:45 a.m. or something mm. and we get up at 2:45 just so we can sneak outside and take a bong him for the airport <laughs> or like you know like uh. like my friend justin and i we drive from lloyd to edmonton and we would smoke three joints the size of my pinky on the on the two-hour drive there and it's like nowadays we get together we have like the skinniest little joint and We'll smoke like a quarter of it, you yeah. know, leave it there to the next right. day, smoke another quarter. Yeah. And like this little pinner joint lasts us like two or three days. But, it's crazy, man. And it used to be bong days too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that was the first time I got 
stupid high off of was uh I think we were in grade 12 at this point. This is when I didn't really smoke weed and this might've been my first time hitting a bong, but we were at some friends. I took a big bong hit and then I took another big bong hit and um, I was tripping out. Like I, I, everything was like, like time, space, the space time continuum. Everything was like, two, two, two. it was like shifting. I was like, whoa. Mm. And I had to like hold on to the table and I was like, I don't feel so good. Wow. And I remember my friend was like, you're just, too high like lay down it'll come off you know and i remember laying down and like 45 minutes later it started to wear off to the point where i was just high right but i remember being like oh this isn't good like i need to grab something like <laughs> people sleep on weed eh? like you don't yeah. think it's like especially edibles like sometimes you think like oh it's 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 just weed you'll feel like you're dying if you take too much weed i'll remember that 420 when we had the phoenix tears yeah it was um um medicinal honey oil and syringes essentially yeah. and we made the coffee so with it so bad for people that aren't familiar yeah. with it that yeah. you just said syringes yeah. anytime you bring up syringes people are like oh wow like these guys are hardcore yeah these guys junkies. are straight meth addicts. yeah but you put this oil out of a syringe into we made coffee with it and i remember it was a weekday it was like wednesday and oh. all 10 of us just slept on the living room floor at our friend's house and people like called in sick for work nobody could drive home our one friend was like crawling up the stairs. He thought he was dying. You know, he, he called, he's like, I think I'm dying. He's like, I think I'm dead. Yeah. 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 I went from, I think I'm dying to, I think I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, Do you know what initiated that? We were watching that national geographic yeah. show and it was all good. And we were like, Oh, like nature is cool when you're high. Like this is great. And then there was like a flamingo and a primate of some sort, like grabbed its fucking neck. And like, I think it bit its head. Like it all of a sudden turned into nature as metal. Yeah. And our buddy Aaron, that was the guy that was tripping the fuck out. He just stood up and like, after he saw that he went downstairs <laughs> and then he came back up five minutes later being like, I think I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I remember seeing that or like, yeah, that was what initiated his, his near death experience. Do you know what? Um, I, I don't do the whole edible thing as often. It works great. You know, it gets you ridiculously high, but I just like the ritual of like smoking a joint. Like yeah. I like the process, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I'm becoming a big fan of that too. I used to not like joints, but I like them now. And even if it's like a hookah session, which we should do, it's been years, but just like the ritual of, especially if you're with somebody yeah, and just like having a conversation while you pass the thing, yeah. like it's, it's enjoyable. Be before we wrap this up, that's, that's one thing that I think would be cool. Um, we talked about it. I wanted, I feel like it'd be fun if we did a podcast, like when I'm done this to get like a little, a little high on the podcast and do like five fun conspiracies. Yeah. We should do that. I feel like that'd be a fun one. Yeah. We might have to get dressed up in our NASA. Rick Rogan and Duncan Trussell. Yeah. That'd be fun. Well, okay, buddy, let's wrap it up. I will, so you, um, I'm going to try to put a little something together for next week. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Just because I feel kind of bad, you've been you've been hauling all the heavy loads here. I like it. I do enjoy it. Okay. So yeah, I don't feel bad, but yeah, do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Episode all right, sixty. Friend. Thanks for tuning in.